Chris, I alluded to this building that's going up um, during the last topic of conversation. It's in Parkdale, and Parkdale residents are mm-hmm. really upset about this condo proposal. It's uh, the intersection of King West and Dufferin, where McDonald's is. It's you know what I call it the shady look over your shoulder corner. <laughs> It's, There's always someone entertaining walking around on that corner, I'll tell you that for sure. Yeah, and it's not really where you want to be at certain times of the evening if you're a, a woman walking alone. Uh, this uh, Lifetime Developments is a developer. They want to build a 17 to 14-story buildings on opposite corners of the intersection with retail spaces below. And the uh, people in the Parkdale Association are, are worried. They're worried about higher rents for both residents and retailers. And I just think, you know, time marches on. And we've got to embrace this because what's going on in Parkdale is basically those buildings are falling into disrepair. Yeah, and it you know I get it. There's got to be a place for people who don't make a lot of money to live. But I don't. I just really scratch my head when people uh, look at gentrification as if it's a four-letter word. When, when for me, and hey, I'm a, a white kid from the suburbs. But if I'm buying a property downtown, I want to be somewhere where there are you know people walking around there are shops there to shop in sure there and and the it would only make that neighborhood better to have more people there living there invested in the neighborhood spending money in those shops and spending money in those restaurants but this is the same community that said hey we don't want to open up any more bars and restaurants because we don't want outsiders coming in well and you think about parkdale and historically it it was uh, where all the bankers lived i mean you look at some of those massive buildings Mm -hmm. that are not single uh people dwellings anymore single family dwellings anymore i think it's done they're huge all these old mansions oh yeah they've been chopped apart yeah no they've been destroyed basically Mm -hmm. i mean like uh, a million apartments yeah and choppy Choppy. They don't look great. Um, so I, I'm all for this area changing because, you know, they're not building any more new Toronto. And this is an area that, you know, uh, Roncesville went through its revitalization. Mm-hmm. It's hip. It's happening now. Um, it seems like every area I move into a rent in, honestly, about eight years after I rent there, it goes <laughs> through this major revitalization. We looked around this area where they're talking about these scary condos. Mm-hmm. Uh, my wife and I, when we were first looking to move downtown, and it just felt a little too much like it was on the wrong side of the tracks. It didn't feel like they were uh, the people there were welcoming the uh, new money that was coming to the neighborhood uh, the way that other parts of the town have, which is you know partially why we ended up where we are. In the waterfront, which is essentially the suburbs in the sky. Yeah, and you know, this area is definitely one of the areas that's changing. And I never thought of this area around Queen's Key to be a place I'd like to live. Yeah, well, Uh, there was the government and some empty warehouses. But now they're they're building their own neighborhood. You know, if Mm -hmm. you build it, they will come. And there's so many people running along with baby buggies around here. I'm like, what park are you (laughs) taking them to? Honestly. Sherborne um, Common, it's just east of here. Speaking Beautiful. of running, this is a uh, public relations gaffe that definitely got the attention of people that ran in the Boston Marathon. It uh, The runners who completed the 2017 Boston Marathon, I believe it just wrapped up, it was yesterday, were the recipient, recipients of a congratulatory email blast courtesy of Adidas. Unfortunately, this is the message. Congratulations, you survived the Boston Marathon. What? Yeah, apparently they um, missed out on the fact that in 2015, the Boston Marathon was bombed by the uh, by those two brothers Mm -hmm. and many people lost their lives. So it's uh, not like it's an old story. It 
just happened. There was a blockbuster movie about it that came out last year, and everyone involved in the in the Boston Marathon would know about that event. If you had have done that congratulatory congratulatory email yeah. a year before the attacks, sure, there would be no negative connotation, and it would be funny. Hey, you survived the Boston Marathon. It's a real. It's schlep. a grueling. It there. is the marathon. Yeah, but now after all this. I guess it's a uh, people are going to be uh, a little little upset about they it. They are sensitive. Should I mean, anyone be you know fired for it? I don't know, but it's uh, at least it's something that should have uh, been caught in the editing process. Mark Emery yesterday uh, had this to say: Marijuana makes you more self-aware of your situation, so you'll be a better driver if you smoke pot regularly. And uh, you know we laughed at that because of course you know he's one of the big marijuana advocates. He's going to say that. Here's what Bill Blair said. He's of course in charge of the. Uh, he's the he's the pot guy. He's the point man for the government on the legalization of marijuana for recreational use. Mark does one thing for us that I think is valuable. It reveals the importance of 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 making sure that Canadian citizens, particularly our young people, have better mm-hmm. information than is currently available from the local drug dealer. He called him a local drug dealer. Did you catch that? He called Mark Emery a drug dealer. And really, at the end of the day, Mark Emery, you know, the, he fits the bill because he's operating an illegal distillery. Those are dispensaries uh, along Queen, and uh, I think he's got a couple of them in the city. They're not legal. We've had Mark on the show before. You can go back and listen to the interview with Mark. Look, and I'm not judging. I'm just saying right now what he does is illegally supplies recreational marijuana, and he admits it because he's not. he says he does, mm-hmm. he's not just selling for medicinal purposes. And now he uh, supplies, I don't know what the quality of his weed, but he's supplying bad quality information, trying yeah. to go out there and tell people that they're going to be better drivers when they're smoking weed, it doesn't make any sense. If you're taking something to alter the way that you feel and your mood, then it probably isn't okay to to drive. Yep. And you know what? Stafford had a great show today. Uh, I love Mike Stafford's show. And I listened to it religiously on my way into work and while I'm getting ready for the show. And uh, they had a great discussion about that. Richard Simmons. Not doing so well. He what? was hospitalized on Monday at an undisclosed location in California after a few days of battling what they're saying it was severe indigestion and discomfort while eating. No one is holding me in my house as a hostage. You know, I do what I want to do as I've always done. So people should sort of just believe what I have to say because, like, I'm Richard Simmons. And I guess that's what uh, he told the Today Show when they uh, he was part of this documentary. And I've, I've heard it before. It's not bad. It's a podcast. It's called Missing Richard Simmons. And, you know, getting a lot of attention because there's been speculation that his housekeeper is holding him hostage. Um, but she obviously let him out to seek some treatment. So that's good news. Apparently, he's already feeling better and expected to make a full recovery. Although he hasn't been seen in public since 2014, other than the uh, visit to the hospital for indigestion. I want to know if he's got like a mountain man beard that's bigger than his fro by now. Well, that's what they said. He, his friend went to find mm-hmm. him and he had this massive beard. But apparently that's gone. Hey, uh, I just thought came across this article and I thought this was helpful. You know, um, those home magazines, they give you ideas of how you can use one product as, as something else. You never thought you could do it, you mm-hmm. know? This is how you can use... Oil of oregano to clean your windows. Well, we discovered this very interesting article on the uses 
the alternate uses for vodka other than this. Comes to 166.41. Uh, right now, you're the expert. Is this enough to get 20 people plastered? 15 bottles of vodka? Yeah, I should do it. Cool, cool, box it up. If you have 15 bottles of vodka lying around the house, are you looking for other uses? Listen, you'll need 15 bottles of vodka for all these uses I'm going to give you. Uh, you can keep flowers fresh with vodka. What? Yeah. Uh, you put a little bit of vodka in your flower vase instead of um, your glass. Apparently it helps blooms last a little longer. You, you mix it with a teaspoon of sugar. A couple of drops of the vodka into your vase with a teaspoon of sugar and the... Um, the flowers should do better. The liquid, by the way, should be changed daily. Would you drink that? Because <laughs> well, really, drink it after the flowers yeah. have already had their way. You don't want to waste it, do you? I guess. It's kind of a waste. Um, they say you can also, if you want to eliminate odors from around your house, you put it in a little misty bottle and start spraying it on curtains and rugs. Don't try that as a cologne, though, because people will think you're drunk. Oh no! You know what? It can freshen up clothes. They say. <laughs> Instead of putting your clothes, you don't have time to do a load, spray a little vodka onto them. So put some uh, vodka into a misting uh, device and mist your clothes. I'm going to put some great goose in a spray bottle and mist my old clothes with it. This is something I will never do. They say you can use vodka to clean your windows. I have used vinegar on the windows Mm -hmm. with newspaper. It's fantastic. But they say use the spray bottle with your vodka in it. Hit the glass with it, scrunch up some newspapers, and rub it on the affected area. Whoever wrote this is an alcoholic who is hiding vodka (laughs) around the house and then had to explain to their spouse why, oh, how come the Windex bottle has has vodka in it, honey? Oh, well, it's really good for all these uses. Now that you bring it up, you can also uh, polish your taps with it, apparently. (laughs) They'll, They'll gleam. You can clear up a cold sore. With a few drops of peppermint and a little bit of vodka, dab it on the affected area five times a day, and you could get rid of weeds with it. Well, that's, well, I guess that's uh, environmentally friendly. It will remove sticker residue or cure bad breath. It's good for flowers, but it'll kill your weeds? Apparently. I don't trust this. I don't think this makes any sense. Uh, Once again, recommends mixing together one cup of vodka, six cups of water with a dash of washing up liquid. This is a British thing. So like a dish detergent in a spray bottle and then you spray it on the wood, on the weeds to stop them in their tracks. I do not condone any of these uses for vodka. (laughs) This uh, vodka segment is for entertainment purposes only. Truth be told, you're right. 